0: Hello, and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. I'm one of the hosts of this program. And our other host is joining us through some wires from Texas. And Angelica, say hello. 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 How's it going? It's good. I'm sad that you're far away. and But I've, I see you on a screen. That's worth something. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Um yeah, so this week we've got a lot to talk about. Um last week we talked about solo artists who had always been solo, debuted solo and stayed that way. Um and this week we're going to be talking about what I think is like one of the most interesting thing about K-pop is that people who are in idol groups can put out solo albums without leaving said group. It's not like in the case of sync or whatever Justin Timberlake goes solo and now the group is dead like you know people can put out a solo album and then come back with their group a couple months later and I, I think it's really neat
1: yeah I love that about k-pop I think it's really cool because it gives the artists I think an opportunity to sort of like explore different sides of themselves and and like different you know, sort of, like, experiment with different things that maybe they wouldn't get a chance to do as a group. Um, but then also, like, for the fans, you know, you don't have to lose your group um, if one of them has sort of, like, individual creative aspirations.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's just get into it. And I'm going to just put it out there right now that, like, we're probably going to leave out, we might very well leave out your favorite solo debut because there are so Many of these things, like, it happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're probably just going to be talking about people that, A, like, made a huge impact on the music scene, or they're just the ones that we like best. (laughs) Yeah, so this will definitely
1: be, like, a biased episode. Deal with it. Um, And also,
0: we're going to be talking about way more girls than boys because, like, a a theme of this episode I want to get out right now is that female solo artists are the baddest bitches around. Like... (laughs) they all like they're all amazing so
1: as soon as you said that i was like wait because we so what we did was we picked 10 artists and we split them up but like when i did the re i only researched one girl so oh, i hope that I must you researched all. all of them because i only researched one um channon gave me all the boys
0: oops i didn't mean to i i have one boy in my category i'm sorry but oh okay Okay. So we got to start. We'll get started. Uh, So the first person that we're going to talk about is Lee Hiori, And she was in the group Finkel, which we brought up in our our first first generation generation episode. Yes. Um, So in 2003, she made her solo debut with this song called 10 Minutes. And it is a bop like i can't i like all of you should stop the podcast and go listen to this song because like <laughs> it's super good it's like so perfectly 2003 and the music video is styled exactly like which j-lo video like is it more like i'm real or is it more like jenny from the block but it's like the same it's
1: pretty similar i think it's a little bit more like Je- it's 10 minutes right yes i'm gonna pull it up right now just no, to like firm but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit more like uh Jenny from the Yeah, B- yeah, 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 yeah. This is way more like Jenny from the Block. She's wearing that, like strapless jersey dress. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and she has like the shiniest of makeup. Um, yes,
0: that super in 2003
1: like that
0: like really iridescent like very iridescent very like
1: pink eyeshadow and like shiny pink blush and like and just hairs. like highlights
0: straightened like as straight as you can make your hair like she was mm-hmm. really on top of all of the trends and because of this um like she blew up in 2003 like it was immediately a huge success and um 2003 was dubbed like the year of Hiori and people called like her popularity Hiori syndrome <laughs> like everyone was like like she'd made everyone sick like with her like, awesome. But her whole thing, and it's always been that she's, like, aggressively sexy. Mm. Like, that has always, from the jump, been, like, her mark on the on the K-pop world is that she's, like, a super sexy solo artist.
1: Yeah, and she does it really well, too. Um, she, like, I mean... She dances all by herself. Or, I mean, not all by herself. She's like backup dancers and stuff. But it's a little bit different style than she had with her girl group Finkle. Um, but she is slightly different from some of the other solo like breakout artists that we're going to talk about today because her she is a solo artist has kind of become like more well established and successful than her as a, girl, as a girl group member. Yes, definitely. I,
0: I would agree. Like, Finkel definitely had an impact on the music scene in that early first generation, but I feel like as, as like, an icon of style and music and whatever, like, Hyori's done much more than the group ever did. And Hyori is still, to this day, a solo artist, isn't she? Like, doesn't she continue to put out uh, music? Yeah, she put out her sixth, sixth studio album in July 2017, so... yeah. But still Finkle hasn't it. done
1: anything for, like, years. No, because
0: they, they like, they were, I think we looked up, when they looked up, they've been on, like, official hiatus for 10 mm-hmm. years or something. Like, they never disbanded, but, like, yeah. they've been a thing forever. But, yeah, she's 39 years old and still, still killing it. And, uh, yeah, I, like, love her early stuff. And she's had, yeah, lots of hits and always just been, like, a sexy superstar. Mm-hmm. So that's the best. Um and I don't know. I don't know what happened like between 2003 and like 2008, but exactly the same as in our last episode. I have nobody to talk about between 2003 and 2008. Like what happened? I don't know. But like between 2003 were, and 2008 there were like no solo art. Like no but no solo artists debut and I don't get it. I don't know. But next is uh, from from super popular boy band Take over the world boy band Big Bang is Taeyang. Taeyang!
1: That was one of mine. I did him. Um, He made his debut. I researched him. (laughs) Let
0: me rephrase. That's a good clarification. Uh, He made his solo debut in
1: 2009. Yes. Well, actually, technically it was 2008.
0: Yeah. I had for him and G-Dragon. I put ish next to their, like, things because they were doing solo stuff, but it's like their first solo album came out whatever
1: yeah so Taeyong's first solo album um his came out in 2000 in may of 2008 um it was called hot and it was an ep um g dragon was one of the producers of this ep um and r&b was like the main so Taeyong's solo work is different from big bangs like i we have admitted many times like we don't really know anything about big bang like i don't own any of big bang's music like i've i'm not a vip but i love Taeyang. i love (laughs) his solo work so much it's so good um but i found in my research i learned that he was really disappointed with this first ep because he didn't write any of the songs on it so like he was just a little disappointed in like i guess himself or like the overall production of it that like he didn't have more of a hand in it Mm -hmm. um but it won like best R and B slash soul song and album um, for his song. Only look at me. Um, And that, (laughs) that song is really good. Um, It's, the music video is very dramatic um, mm-hmm. where like Taeyang is on the phone with his girlfriend and they, she like cancels plans with him. So he goes out with his friends and then she walks in with a member, like on the arm of another member of big bang. Oh, no. And so basically the entire music video is like Taeyang Going different places, seeing her with a different member of Big Bang,
0: Aww. and then
1: like breaking out into like a um, very dramatic, like sexy body roll dance. Um, of course. And then, of course, um, and then he wakes up, and it was all a dream. Oh no! Well, he wakes up on a park a bench dream. in
0: her lap. Um, I also know that his song, like "Wedding Dress," was a big deal, like in just like being like culturally important i've seen people like write articles about like oh and i was like a 13 year old boy and wedding dress came out like i feel like taeyong like got me and my pain that's <laughs> that's a song like it's just like a sad breakup song but in the music video it like appears that Taeyong is possibly getting ready for his own wedding but you realize at the end of the video that he is playing the piano in the wedding for the wedding of the girl he loves marrying someone else Mm. oh it's
1: sad that's heartbreaking he does a lot of heartbreaking stuff um he i mean like i said his solo style is more r&b um and all of his albums reflect that he's come out with a couple different Albums. Um, he has let's see, one, two, three full albums. Um, the first one was called Solar. It came out in 2010. Um, then he had Rise in 2014, and this one, G Dragon was a producer on it again. But finally, Taeyong had like some writing credits on it. He, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Taeyong started writing his own songs in Solar because he, like I said, he was disappointed mm-hmm. with Hot that like he didn't do anything. So. Um, solar he composed and co-wrote four of the songs on that 13 track album um then rise came out in 2014 and he again wrote like several of the tracks but this album was what led him to go to uh, a solo tour so like taeon mm. starts breaking records pretty much immediately cuz like he was part of big bang and we right. never have like a hugely successful group that then like one of the artists breaks as a so like when we talked about GD and TOP, like as a yeah. subunit, they're just wildly popular right off the bat. Um, but when so Rise, his second album in 2014, um, it went to number one immediately. The Eyes, Nose, Lips is a song that we've recommended before, and uh, it was covered by everyone from like other K-pop stars to even Michael Bublé did it oh a cover. God, of Eyes, really, Eyes, Nose, Lips. Yes, I was very pleased to find that out because I love Michael Bublé. In, like, a very nerdy way. I love
0: the music video for Eyes, Nose, Lips because it's, like, a slightly tamer version of, like, that D'Angelo video. Like, Yes. If it, there was a video in the early 2000s, if anybody is not familiar, where this, where this R&B artist, D'Angelo, he's – I think he's naked and he's just – but the camera is, like, just low enough mm-hmm. and he's spinning very slowly in a circle and singing, like – So hard, and like the eyes and nose lips video is very similar. Taeyong has jeans on, he's not naked, but he's pretty naked.
1: Um, and I always say, I mean, D, I'm glad that you brought that up because (laughs) I think like if you like D'Angelo, you will like Taeyong's solo work. Like, there's a lot of inspiration there. Um, you could definitely argue. But after he came out with Rise, the album, he went on um, his solo tour, which was like wildly attended. Um, it went nine different countries, 16 cities in Asia, um, and so and like broke all kinds of records. Then he came out in 2017 uh, with White Night. I loved is my that favorite. album. Oh, it's so good. It's so good um debuted at number one on the billboard world charts um it led him to his second world tour where he had 19 cities including stops in u.s and canada um and he really only stopped because now he's in the military yep
0: married and in the army now so yeah we'll see him in two years oh yeah he
1: got married in january
0: um but yeah awesome Tayong. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's hugely successful as a solo artist. He's sold over like 10 million records. He's one of the best selling R&B artists in Korea. Um, he gets into trouble every once in a while for some cultural appropriation, but generally, controversy free. Yeah, generally. Um, next in our timeline list, I think it's
0: your turn again, because shortly after Taeyong makes his solo debut, so does his bandmate G-Dragon.
1: Yes, uh, by the end of this podcast, I'm going to know everything about Big Bang. Whereas at the beginning, I knew absolutely nothing. Um, See, we're all learning here. G <laughs> yeah. Dragon, uh, aka Quan Ji Yong, which I learned G obviously like that's just he just changed it to the letter, but Yong means dragon. Yeah, so his so stage name is just his name. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's known as the king of K-pop. Um, he, we've mentioned him before, like started at the age of six he's yeah. just been around forever he was in, there you
0: can find the videos he like did this thing on tv where they were like baby rula like remember mm-hmm. we it talked was called about? little rula yeah and you can see like six-year-old gd like rapping his baby heart out like yeah he's a star and he's always been a star
1: yeah but so unlike um Ta- I mean he kind of does a variety of things with his solo work, but he definitely fit his solo work fits more with like the hip hop style of Big Bang. Um, I'm not as big a fan of G, G Dragon's solo work as I am of Taeyang's. Um but anyway, he debuted as a solo artist in August 2009 with the album Heartbreaker, which came out on his 21st birthday. Um, Sony initially actually accused uh, G-Dragon of plagiarism when this album came out because they claimed that the song Heartbreaker and Butterfly were ripoffs of Flo Right Round and Oasis's She's Electric, respectively. Hmm. um but EMI which is the company that uh released both of those songs said that they didn't find any similarities in them and so like the charges were dropped and eventually Flo Rida was actually featured on G-Dragon's 2010 live album of this tour um because they like wanted to kind of go on a go out of their way to be like no there's no plagiarism like we're cool um look G-Dragon and Flo are friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Florida is on the two thousand ten live album of G Dragon's Shine a Light concert, which was in December of two thousand nine, the same year that his first solo album came out. Um, he <laughs> Dragon. he really gets uh into trouble a lot because oh. so like his first album got investigated for plagiarism and then his concert he got investigated um for quote obscene performances oh. um, they someone claims that he like did something obscene he was found innocent and the charges were dropped but um he's he's just always in trouble um 2010 he debuted with gd and top we're not going to talk about that because we already did. We already <laughs> did. Then September 2012, uh, G Dragon comes out with another solo AP, EP called "One of a Kind," um, and One this of was a kind. Yeah, yes, this sir. was the highest selling solo album since his original record of heartbreaker so he breaks his own record um and then he goes on tour in 2013 a tour of the same name it's called one of a kind and is the first korean solo he is the first korean solo act to hold a four dome japanese tour the second korean artist a solo artist ever to hold a world tour the first one was rain mm-hmm. um, and at the time this concert tour had a production budget or production cost of 3.5 million dollars, which was at the time the highest production cost of all, of any concert tour ever. Um, so no expenses are spared for G Dragon. True. Um, that was just an EP, but it did lead him to do a world tour. Then to 2013, the very next year, he comes out with a full album called Coup d'État. This features Missy Elliott. Um, he then goes on. Let's see what else. Oh, and then his last, most recent album uh, was 2017. It was actually titled Quan Ji Yong. Quan um, and this we've mentioned when we talk that about was our the
0: albums. one that came out on the USB on yeah, the blood USB, USB
1: drive. drive. And originally, the Gone chart like refused to recognize it as an album because it didn't come out as a CD. They have since rescinded that, um, and they do acknowledge it as as a an album. It did tremendously well; like it topped the iTunes charts in forty six different countries, um, and it led him to do a second world tour. Um, which had 29 cities across four continents and is the is to this day the largest ever world tour by a Korean solo act. Um, So he I mean, he's like repeatedly hailed as I mean, I I said this before, but like the king of K-pop, like everybody loves G-Dragon. He's hugely successful. He's the face of like so many different products He's the face of Korean tourism. He's like an art dealer and has, or like, uh, he sets up art exhibits. He does charity. He does, he fucking does everything. He's, yeah.
0: He apparently, according to the Korean music copyright, like, you know, where they do the music licensing or whatever, he has over 170 songs credited to him as the writer. So he's like, that's royalty checks, baby. Like,
1: Oh, yeah. And he's very, very much in control of his own image and artistry. Like he is, um, I, like I said, Taeyong was like upset that he didn't have as big of a hand in his first EP. G-Dragon's never had that problem. Like G-Dragon has always been the lead writer and composer and like creator of his act.
0: Yeah. I just want to mention one thing before we move on from G-Dragon as like what I believe to be an omission from our music video episode. Like when I was talking about music videos, like I had forgotten about this video until it came back up when we were researching this episode, but it's a, it's just a really interesting video. Uh, the song is called who you, and the, the concept of this music video was basically like G dragon set up like a, like a clear apartment. It was like a house in a, like an apartment in a clear box and it had like furniture in it or whatever. And then they it was like in a ware in the middle of a warehouse like a clear apartment. And then he has all of these fans like come in and surround the house. And the music video is made up from all of the footage of everybody's cell phone cameras. Um, so the song starts and G. Jagan just does, like, a single one take of him, like, performing the song, like, running around this clear house. And then they made a music video out of all the footage that everybody got, like, standing around. It's really cool and the song is That's sweet. so cool. So, like, I just wanted to bring that up.
1: Yeah, he's really, he's he's very cool um, with all the things that he's accomplished. I mean, he's a writer and producer and, uh, like, et cetera for himself, but also for a lot of different artists. And he's collaborated with everyone. From, like, K-pop stars to Missy Elliott, M.I.A., Diplo, Skrillex. Like, he he's a powerhouse.
0: Yeah. G-Dragon. But um, now he's in the military. Yep. So, again, we'll see you in two years, GD. Um, okay, next on the list. Don't go to any brothels. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Um, don't get in any more trouble. Um, <laughs> next on the list uh, I have is Jay Park. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Park was in the group to uh, 2 p.m. for just a little minute. Yeah. Um, and basically, the sh- the long the long and the short of it is that after 2 p.m.'s debut, somebody found poor baby Jay Park's like MySpace page from when he was a trainee, and he had written some. Very teenage, like, very teenage boy, like, diary entries on this MySpace that were just like, I hate Korea. Like, I want to go home. I hate it here. And then the whole country, like, turned on him. Like, well, then you shouldn't be here. Go back to America. So he was, like, removed from 2 p.m., there was, like, a bit of a year where nobody was sure what was going to happen, and then they, offent- like, officially decided, like, Jay's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we mentioned in our, like, we were talking about leaders, like, 2 p.m. He was the leader, and then 2
1: p.m. never got a replacement leader. Yeah, they just decided to go on without a leader when they decided to continue without him.
0: Um. So then after, like, you know, he goes home in shame, and it's all very sad, um, that was in 2009. Um, but what's very interesting is that in 2010, J. Park was able to YouTube himself back to stardom. Um, he just put up YouTube videos of him singing Bruno Mars songs and such. And they got really popular and uh, an entertainment company like learned of his whole situation and felt like so bad about everything that like happened in Korea. And we're like, we really want to give you another chance. And what ended up being his, like, big break into back into the world is um, there was a rapper called B.O.B., and he had a song with Bruno Mars at the time that was called Nothing On You, like, beautiful girls all over the world, that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a Korean version and had Jay sing the Bruno Mars parts in Korean, and it got released there, and then the, like, hype started building again, and everybody was, like, really sorry about it. Um, So then he came back to Korea and apparently there were just like a record number of people waiting for him at the airport and all of the news headlines were like, Jay is back. And like they just like decided to like welcome him back again, which is interesting. Um, But like I feel like it's hard to put a pin in Jay Park's music like As going through his discography for this episode, it felt like every other video I had to, like, turn it off in disgust (laughs) because he either makes, like, beautiful, like, really good R&B songs. He had this song in 2014 called So Good that, like, could be a Bruno Mars song, like, perfectly. But then he also has this song called, like, Body. That's the English title. And the music video is disgusting. (laughs) Like, Just women shot women in like thongs shot from that very gross, like just look right up their vagina angle and covered in girls. And he has like another song called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like meet me in the hot tub and like, He's very Western. Like that's yeah, kind of the only Yeah, And
1: he also way. came back as like, uh, well, I'm going to be like, K-pop's bad boy. And he has like neck, neck tattoos. tattoos. And I think he even has like a skull tattoo. Like he has a tattoo on his head that you can only see when he has like certain hair shaved heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, So, and I also couldn't find any evidence of him performing on any Korean music shows past about 2015. So I think he has sort of also been, like, shifting his career more Western. He's in the video, the Charlie XCX uh, boys video. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I don't know. I think he's, like, trying to make an impact. And, like, I think he could have Western success because he, like, definitely captures it's not my thing but that kind of like "ooh, girl your booty meet me in the hot tub kind of rap music like he makes yeah, that and, and, and people like American, it
1: so like he can make music in english no problem
0: yeah um so yeah that's jay park i like i kind of don't know what to say about him because i really do feel like every other song i love it or i hate it are you i'm looking at your face on the screen are you watching that body video
1: yeah i am it is upsetting. This girl's wearing a pair of shorts that's cut like purposefully to show her vagina. It's very ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this is, ah! Did you just put sushi in her underwear? Yeah, he puts shrimp in her
0: butt crack and then like eats it out. It's super ew, gross. Ew. I don't want to
1: watch this anymore. No, turn it off. That's how I. That's how I felt doing
0: research. I would like watch one and be like, "Oh my god, this is so sweet. This is so good." And then get to the next one and be like, "Ah!" and turn it off. <laughs> He's really uh, all over the place. Um, yeah. But I just thought, I think that's, like, an interesting, like, you know, underdog, like, come back. Come back from, like, you know, from what shame. was at the time, like, a huge shameful scandal. Um, yeah, which is really a shame
1: because, like, he was just a kid. Like, it seems very unfair the way yeah. that he was, like, essentially kicked out of 2 p.m. Um, for having kid feelings
0: and being like, I'm homesick and I hate it here. Yeah, like,
1: but... Yeah. Whatever, he's doing fine now. He's doing Eating fine shrimp now. shrimp out of women's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay Park.
0: Um, there are so, again, there are so, 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 so many of these, and I know that we are, like, skipping people. Um, But I'm going to talk about Hyuna now. Um, right. So in 2011 is the birth Speaking of... Speaking of butch. Yes. <laughs> it was the birth of Hyuna as a solo artist. And Hyuna was actually... In two groups before this, mm. um, she debuted with the Wonder Girls um, when she was like when she was like fifteen, and she was only with them for like about a year, but she was really, really sick. She had some horrible thing wrong with her stomach and she was like rapidly losing weight and she was very, very ill, and her parents were just like, "We're done." And they pulled her out, like, that's it. No more. Like she's gotta get better. So she left the Wonder Girls, then she got to – then she debuted with 4Minute, like a year after that, um, and stayed with 4Minute until their disbandment. But in 2011, she made her solo debut with this song called Bubble Pop, and it's the best because it is, like, very, like, bubblegum, like, bubblegum pop, but she also, like, starts her, like, kind of a booty thing where, like – she gets her booty dancing going. Um and I love, I love Hyanna. And like I she gets so much shit. Oh, and I know people love to hate her. But I think that's like another thing that she has like in that amazing soup. Like, there's a reason that like she I call her my queen. Like, I do think that she is so amazing because she has so much of a hand in all of this stuff. Like it it is one of the reasons that people like cited, you know, uh four minute breaking up is that like everyone that the company liked Hyana better. Like everyone liked Hyana oh. better and like Hyana wins. But like seeing like her different reality shows and things that she's on, like nobody tells Hyanna what to do. Like mm-hmm. nobody does. She has, like, such a hand in all of her stuff. Um she, well, she has, has a
1: very specific vision yes. for what she wants to be and, like, what she wants to do with her music. And so, like, she's going to get it done in the way that she wants that to, she whether wants you to. like it or not.
0: Exactly. Um, she has written 32 songs for herself and for other groups. Um, so I always think it's really funny, like, when people try to project like it's a weird thing that people try to project onto her sometimes like oh no the evil company is like making her put out this sexy music and she doesn't want to do it but i don't know where that comes from because she's never said anything like that and she like she's obsessed with aesthetic like she knows what she wants and she knows how hot she is and she like knows what, like, looks best on her, and she, like, does it. And there was a thing she said on an episode of uh, the Triple H reality show where she was saying, where she said, I don't like pointless exposure. Mm Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people, like, all the people on the internet were like, oh, if you don't like exposure, then why do you take your top off all the time? And it was like, no, 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 she said pointless, and she doesn't think it's pointless. Yeah, so, like, clearly she has a point. And she does have a point, and she writes, like, um, her last couple of singles have been very, like, kind of snarky and sort of, like... Uh, poking at the industry. Um, She had a song called Bebe, um, where the lyrics were just basically talking about how all of these creepy music executives like want women to act like children like it it starts out with her saying like I'm just 26 and then as the song goes on she gets younger and she's like what if I'm 15 what if I'm 12 and then at the end she's like I'm
1: a baby girl like Mm -hmm. and her voice gets like babyish like through the end and it kind of is like we talked in a a couple episodes ago like a listener asked us why like, female groups are kind of infantilized. So this is sort of, like, Hyuna's answer to that question of, like, it comes from the top or whatever. These, like, male producers or male executives are, like, imposing this idea onto these women, and she's sort of calling them out for how inappropriate that can be.
0: Yeah, and then her, like, last single was, like, extra biting. Um, it was called Lip and Hip, and the, uh, the lyrics were just, like, essentially... Just like being like, I'm really hot and so I'm go and I'm hot and I'm young and I like know I'm hot and young. So like I'm gonna wear this little outfit. Like, does it make you mad? Like it doesn't seem to make you mad because you're still like her whole message seems to be like, Y'all all call me like a slut or whatever, but you keep buying my albums, so like who's the hypocrite here? Like, oh she's such a badass. I like love her. <laughs> Like, but her stage, it's so funny because, like, her stage persona is just, like, this incredibly, like, powerful, like, sexy, cool lady. But, like, in reality, she's very, very silly and goofy and, like, kind of childlike and she does a very, like, silly sense of humor. Um, but, like, on stage, she's the best. I've said it a million times and even though she's, like, six years younger than me, I want to be Hyna when I grow up. Like, <laughs> She's, like, a hero to me, and I love her so much. So I just had to, like, take a moment to gush about Yana.
1: Had to include her in this one.
0: Um, It looks like next
1: up in our timeline is Sunmi. Sunmi. Yes, that was one of mine Um, So Lee Sunmi She's from the Wonder She initially debuted with the Wonder Girls Um, She was with the Wonder Girls from 2007 To 2010 And then she left in 2010 to go to school Um, She came And then after that when she left the Wonder Girls, it was said that she was leaving to pursue her academic career and there were like no real plans for her to rejoin the Wonder Girls. So when she came back in 2013, it was with a solo debut, um, an album called 24 Hours, which was an all kill on the music charts. Um, so I'm pretty sure that just means it like went to number one on everything. It was yep. very successful. Um her first EP was called Full Moon, and that came out in February of 2014. Peaked at number two on the Gone chart, and she was praised for being classy sexy. That mm-hmm. was, like, her image. Um, and then in 2015, she actually came back for the Wonder Girls reboot. Um, she was playing bass on and um, co-wrote and produced... Three of the tracks, including 2016's Why So Lonely. Um, but she didn't renew the contract with Wonder Girls in 2017. So um, after that like brief little two-year reboot for the Wonder Girls, she went back to being solo in February of 2017. Um, signed on with uh, Make Us Entertainment instead of JYP and came out with gashina um so like since since she's come out with make us entertainment she's only released two singles she hasn't had uh an ep or an album but both of the singles have been very, very successful like the first one was gashina which we talked about in our choreography episode because everybody did this dance yeah um and that song, like, it went to number one on the Gone chart. She won Inkigayo three times with it. She won Show Champion, M Countdown. Um, and it's, like, about... And she wrote it herself. Um, it's sort of, like, about the cynical attitude that you may have after going through a breakup. And mm-hmm. so when she released her second single in 2018, January 2018, it was called Heroin. And this she explained uh, as kind of a prequel to Gashina. It's supposed to be like the story that comes before it. Um she also wrote this the lyrics for this song herself. It peaked at number two and won her several music shows as well. So um both of her solo singles that she's come out with since the Wonder Girl reboot have been very successful.
0: Yeah, I love Sunmi. I've loved everything that she's put out. I feel like she has a kind of there's something like kind of beautiful and theatrical about the way that she like goes about things, like in Full Moon and in Heroin, I think she performed both of them barefoot. Oh, um, interesting! Like in that in that very like modern dancer kind of way, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. She's just like,
1: yeah. I mean, Gashina is very theatrical as well. Like, it's uh, you know, she the choreography like must include a table, and it has mm-hmm. lifts. And like really fantastic um, switches between like her female and male backup dancers. Oh, I love the dance Tagashina. Like, do yourselves a favor and watch the choreography video or like any fan cam where you can see the whole thing, the whole dance. The dance she, is great.
0: She also did a very fun um, gender swap version uh, where her oh, yes. boy and girl dancers switch. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I do know also that with Full Moon, She had to, after her first week of music shows, she had to change the choreography because that song also involves a prop. It has, like, a bench that she has to sit on, and she does, like, very cool, like, legs, like, crossing over Mm -hmm. her legs. But then there's a part where she, like, spreads them very wide, Oh, and that that didn't fly with anyone, so she had to change that. Um, That didn't fly with anyone. (laughs) The music, the TV stations don't like things. I Um, bet Gan
1: liked
0: it. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did because they would have. They were in the same group for a minute. They're probably friends.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: I am. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. But I wonder if the Wonder Girls are still friends with Yana because I do know that none of four minute talk to her anymore, which is. I know. A I feel that. I feel
1: like everything that I learn about Yana's personal life, like she doesn't seem to have a lot of girlfriends.
0: She doesn't,
1: and that makes me sad. I but know. at least she has Donnie.
0: She has her Donnie,
1: so it's okay. <laughs> um, all
0: right. Anyway, Mo- Sunday. Moving on. Moving on. I think this is another one.
1: A beautiful, classy, K-pop lady.
0: Yes. All, that's the thing is, like, again, to reiterate before we, like, wrap up, before we move on more, is that I do feel like lady solo artists, like, do get to do what they want. And people might shit on it, but they, like, they eat it up anyway, like, I feel like when girl groups go sexy or whatever, they get, like, a lot of criticism, but it seems like all of the female solo artists, like, like, to then comment on that and, like, take it a step further anyway. Like, with Hyori from the beginning of the episode, like, she went full sexy in 2003. Like, people mm-hmm. weren't, like, that was pretty, you know, out there. And, like, Hyuna and Sunmi and, like, IU loves to, like, make little, meth like, Oh, yeah, it was females are the shit they
1: they there's a definitely a trend in them being like very outspoken about the misogyny that is in the industry. And I super appreciate that because I think like it's widely assumed by, I guess, international fans like we don't speak Korean. So obviously a lot of the things that we are able to like absorb from k-pop we don't always get we don't always know what they're saying or whatever yeah. Like we don't always get the translation so i think there's sort of a general assumption that these women are like quote unquote put upon or like oppressed or like being forced into certain roles so it's so nice to like have these these solo artists or these solo breakout idols that kind of come out and are like hey we're doing this because this is the image that we want that to we put wanted out there.
0: Like, cause yeah, I think, I think there is like a bit, there probably is at least a tiny bit more, um, freedom in going solo, especially in these cases of breakout people where they may have like, you know, proved themselves somewhat to their company as like, Hey, I can sell something like, let mm-hmm. me just try it. Um, yeah. And it's cool. and not only
1: are they like selling it themselves or like maybe creating their own image, but many of these artists are also writing and producing their own music.
0: Yeah. All right. Next person we're going to talk about. Uh, it's another one that I uh, let you take the reins on. In 2014, our baby Timmy from Shiny made his solo debut. Timmy,
1: nee! I know I laughed because you gave me both Big Bangs and both Shiny's, um, which I'm not complaining about. But I just thought it was funny that you did that to me.
0: Um, <laughs> I tried to just go every other one, but the way it worked out, like I, don't know.
1: <laughs> I got all the boys. Um, so our dear Lee Taemin, um, of Shiny, he debuted as a solo uh in august 2014 with a mini album ace it only had six songs um the lead single off of it was called danger um and that is his number one most watched music video on youtube Uh um it's i love that 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 album is not great i'm not gonna lie Uh um but I do like the song Danger, and I really like the song Ace. Um, I don't love all of the songs on that album. There's only six of them. Um, but I like those two. Yeah. Uh, and fun fact, uh, Ace is written by Chanmin, TVXQ. Ah. And there's also a song on that album, which I have never heard until today, called Pretty Boy. It features Kai from EXO, and it was written by Jean Young, and I had to look up the lyrics after I watched this, this stage. There uh-huh. are many performances of Kai and Timmy doing this. It's hilarious. Almost everyone, every single performance is titled, like, Bestie Showcase, so, like, <laughs> BFFs on stage. It's really funny, but the lyrics... It's just like John Young describing Tamin's beautiful face and being, <laughs> like, like literally saying, like, I have, like, pretty lips and, like, a high bridge nose, my high cheekbones, like, my delicate face <laughs> or whatever. And then it's just, like, you think I'm delicate, but pretty, but, like, what kind of man do you want? Pretty boy, pretty, pretty boy. And it's oh, boy. So, um, so, highly recommend that. The, um, He sort of made it, uh, like... I mean, he came from Shiny, so like he was already hugely successful in 2014. Right. So like people are were already his fans, willing to listen to whatever he came out with. Um, but Tamin is also like the lead dancer from Shinee, so like the dancing in every piece of his solo work is really the key point. Um, yeah. The choreography for Danger was inspired by Michael Jackson; it's very obvious in the choreography. Um, <clears throat> that song peaked at number five. Uh, The album itself went to number one. Um, Then he came out with uh, Press It, which is his first Mm -hmm. full album. That came out two years later, February 2016. Um, And he actually wrote two of the songs on this album. He wrote the lyrics for Press Your Number and a song called Soldier, which I do not like.
0: (laughs) That album. Um, Bruno Mars produced
1: Press Your Number, though.
0: That's like a big big western mm-hmm, yes. thing there you go
1: uh-huh bruno mars produced and composed the the song press your number and then Mean wrote the the lyrics for it um there's also a song on the press it album which is written by john young it's called already um and this album broke the record uh, he broke g dragon's record for the um first most physical sales in the first week of a solo artist um g dragon previously held that record with his one of a kind um Mm -hmm. and then timmy broke it with press it um he actually did a lot of like american uh work or work i should say he he worked a lot in the states for this album like both the press your number and drip drop music videos are filmed in la um the choreography like came from some some american Choreographers um, and the backup dancers featured in the music video are all American as well. Yep. Um, then, that same year, 2016, he came out with his Japanese debut uh, as a solo artist. It was called Sayonara Hitori, which means solitary goodbye. Um, it was an EP. He worked on it with um, one of our favorite choreographers, Koharu Sugawara. Um, but Sayonara Hitori is like, Peak no. Timen drama. Like no. Tamin is so over the top. This entire music video looks like a cutscene from Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's it's just ridiculous. I do not enjoy it. <laughs> I, didn't, it I
0: didn't either. It was just like too much dra- like too much drama. Yeah. Same with Flame of Love. It's uh-huh. all just like drama.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wears, like, really flowy things, and he does this, like, style of dance that's more just, like, throwing himself around. It, like, almost doesn't even really look like specific choreography. He's just, like, flailing. Um, Mm -hmm. But whatever, Timmy does what he wants. Um, Then then he had a a couple solo concerts um, after... He came out with Sayonara um, Hitsuri the following year, 2017. He did uh, a concert in Japan at the Budokan Arena in Tokyo. And then a couple months later, he did three shows in Korea. Um, They were called Off Sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he did stuff from... uh, That initial concert, those three shows were in August. And so he did stuff off of like his Japanese albums and then like press it. And then he did two encore performances in October where he previewed a little bit of Move, which was his next and most recent solo album. Um, This came out in October 2017. Move is the full album and the title track is of the same name. This album is fantastic start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. With the exception of the Korean version of Flame of Love that is at the end of this album, it is so good. I loved every single one of these songs. Um, it was great. Uh, he came out with three music videos. I think we've talked about Move before, um, yeah. maybe in our choreography episode. Um, but he came out with three different music videos. He released all three at the same time uh, for this dance um because he had a very specific vision with this dance like he it was uh choreographed by in with koharu Sugawara, who is the choreographer i just mentioned that did uh sayonara hituri and um so he did three different music videos like one is just sort of like a regular music video and then one is with backup dancers one is just with the choreographer choreographer um they're all fantastic they're all in the rain um, <laughs> um, but his goal was to like break gender stereotypes with this choreography and yeah. he did a fantastic job with it. He got widely recognized as like being great at what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like a critical smash and success, uh, success. Um, and he had his, uh, one writing credit on the repackage moving. Um, there's a song called day and night. Which he wrote himself. But for the most part, like Timin is a dancer and a choreographer. So I think like his the hand that he plays in his solo work has more to do with the the image that he's putting out and with the choreography that he's creating for mm-hmm. his for his music. He's not a lyricist or a composer. So he like no. really doesn't have a lot of writing credits to his name. That's not his strong suit.
0: No. It's his his body is what he's got yeah. going for him. Um but yeah, no, that's that's great. I have enjoyed most of Taemin's solo work, very much. Yeah. Um Okay. Next up in our list, another person from SM. Uh, this is Yan from mm-hmm. Girls' Generation. Not Young, who we were talking about before. There's no G at the end. Tae Taeyeon. I know, no. that's hard. Um, <laughs> but she was the leader of Girls' Generation and had been doing solo-ish activities, like, since... Basically, since Girls' Generation debuted, like, she was doing soundtrack songs and being featured on other people's tracks because she really is a very gifted vo- vocalist. Like, she's a tiny person, but, like, she can sing. Oh, she can sing. Oh,
1: her voice is so big. We talked about her uh, in our subunit episode because she was in, uh, t- what is it, TTSO, t I don't remember. I don't remember the order. TTS. We said it. TTS. <laughs> she had a subunit. <laughs> she's yeah. a great singer.
0: Um, So then in 2015, she said – like she told the press or whatever that she finally felt like she was ready. Like she – all that time she had been asked, I'm sure, like since she started doing solo work, like people have been asking her for like seven or eight years, like solo album, solo album, when are you going to put out a solo album? But she like – she didn't feel right about it because like there were nine people in Girls' Generation and like – I don't know. She's their leader as well and they like she's very young and they call her like the kid leader like so I feel like she felt like she had a, spe- a sense of responsibility I guess and like didn't want to do anything on her own. Mm-hmm. Um but then she did in 2015 she put out her first um her first solo album um and the lead track was called I and it featured a uh, Verbal Gent who's like a rapper that we've brought up a couple of times for featuring on people's mm-hmm. um Albums and that went to number two, number one on the US world charts. Like it was a big, it was a big deal. Um, and it was great. Um, her other EP from June 2016 was one of my favorite albums of 2016, it was called Why um and it was really good like the lead single is like this very good like tropical housey like edm thing and the music video had a partner dance with casper in it and i like, live for a partner dance um, oh yeah
1: that choreography is so good and i mean that song is really catchy and cute but the uh the choreography is the best part about it for sure
0: and i have a song i've brought up on the podcast before starlight um featuring dean is also off of that album and mm-hmm. it was great um and then in february 2017 she find like those the first two were like eps and then in, in uh, 2017 she put out her first like full album and it was called my voice um and the lead single on that was um fine it, which is like a really good breakup song like a really good one um eleven eleven is on Y as on the track on the cd before and that's another she has she writes good breakup songs i hope that beckyung did not do that to her but <laughs> i'm guessing that he did like that had i remember the first time i watched because it is it in it's in fine like at a point in the music video she's like it like set, it like sort of breaks the fourth wall and she like starts crying or whatever and like someone has to like come up I don't know if, it seems kind of fake, but it's like, like, it like makes it seem like she started crying in the middle of filming and someone rushes over to talk to her. And I remember we were watching it the first time and I was like, God, I hope that Beckyon did not. Like, how did that guy cause this much pain? Like, I I know. I remember (laughs) when
1: we were like, before we cared about EXO, did you say it was in the Fine music video or in 1111? I think it's in Fine. I'm going to scrub through and look. But, um... Uh, before we were into EXO, we were like more supportive of Teon and we were just like, why do you care? Like, who is this backyard like this? I loser. hope you're not like, crying.
0: He her heart. Like, Are you crying over that skinny EXO like, boy? Don't,
1: don't cry <laughs> over that marshmallow face. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, don't cry. Yeah. Yep. But, but,
0: um,. And then that – so that album, that My Voice album, actually got released twice. There was a deluxe version that then came out after the fact, and there were a lot of tracks on that album. I'm going to see how many. I remember it being long. Um, yeah, the original version had 13 tracks, and the deluxe version had 17 Um so, yeah, she's very she's very prolific in that way. Um, but I've enjoyed, like, all of her albums. I also love uh, she <laughs> she's gotten, like, a bit of a reputation recently for being... Um, oh, here. First, I'll, I'll get the good record part out. She was the first Korean female solo artist to hold a full-scale solo concert while still being an active girl group member. So, like, that mm. was, like, a record that she broke um, because get i get cuz again like we said female artists like get no freaking respect and like so getting a solo concert for like a girl group member like it's a big deal that like someone let her do that um but she has like a bit of a reputation recently for cursing a lot at her at her concerts <laughs> like she loves to curse in english she has this one song um oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, not coming to me. But there's, like, a one part where she says in English, like, no thanks, baby. But in concert, she keeps being like, fuck you, baby. Like, she (laughs) loves to, oh, God, she, like, loves screaming curse
1: words. Like, it's become a thing that she's been doing lately. Um, Sorry, I got distracted because I started reading the comments on this fine (laughs) YouTube video. And there's one person who straight up, like, time-stamped References to Becky Oh no! Like went through and like <laughs> analyzed this video so hard. Uh, apparently, there's something in this without cookies. Oh, the Oreos. The Oreos. Oreo the gate. cookie. The cookie debacle.
0: <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. Anyway, Taeyon, She's a force to be reckoned with. as a solo artist. She's a very good singer. Um, and I look forward to. I look forward to other things that she'll do in the future.
1: Hmm. Next, it's your turn, our Angel Jonghyun. Chunghyun. Um, our dear Chunghyun. Um, okay, so he uh debuted as a solo artist. So, before we t- I talk about him as a solo artist, I should say like Young has like we talked about uh, in our shiny episode like been a lyricist and composer for Shiny like pretty much from their beginning like he wrote Juliet. he wrote the lyrics for juliet that's his first writing credit for sm he has over 70 credits to his name um they're not all for himself but they they like include credits for shiny for himself and for other artists as well um like including exo and iu and timine like i just mentioned um Every single song that he has put out as a solo artist is written and composed by himself. Um, mm-hmm. and, like, he was 100% in control of the music he was putting out under his own name. Uh, but he did admit to stealing a little bit uh, when he came out with bass. He just straight up said, like, yo, Timmy, I, I stole your Ace logo and I made it bass. Um, <laughs> so he had, like, no shame about saying that. He just straight up ripped off Timmy. Um But anyway, so... He came out with an EP called Bass in 2015. Um, I remember when this initially came out, I didn't love it. But I listened to it recently, and it totally holds up. It's very good. I like is all Bass
0: the one where he's in the chains and the like? Yes. Okay. I think that's what put me off of it is like... It made me like it was too like S and and it like made me uncomfortable. And yeah, didn't the music watch video. It.
1: So okay, so Bass is an EP. Um, it only has uh, a couple songs. It only has like six tracks on it, but the title track is called Crazy. Uh, and then in parentheses like guilty pleasure and it's the chorus is like she's making me crazy and the music video in john young's like typical over-the-top dramatics flair him and timmy are such drama queens um um, but uh he's like he's like shirtless and in chains and like i think he's blindfolded or something i don't know like all kinds of crazy shit are happening in that crazy music video um and it's like a little over the top but um, anyway, it, it also came out with one of my favorite Jeon Young songs of all, which is called Deja Bu. Um It's a collaboration wow. between him and Zion T. And that's what introduced me to Zion T, who I have talk about all the time. He's one of my favorites. Um, Zion T and Jeon Young co-composed that song together. Um, but bass got him a lot of attention and acclaim because he did write all of the tracks and because almost every track features a collaboration of an artist that is not an sm artist um so he Mm. was like leaving the label to do collaborations which was i guess sort of new um and in january 2015 his crazy that music video we were just talking about is um it was the most watched music video in the world in january 2015 wow yeah isn't that nuts um anyway so right after that not right after but in august 2015 um he did so sm did like a concert series called the agit or agit i don't know mm-hmm. agit um it was like a concert series and so that's where he did his first solo concert and um, it was called the story by jean young um and immediately after that he released it was it's not considered a full out a studio album it's a compilation album because it's just a collection of different songs that he had like written and recorded throughout the years mm-hmm. um it's called the collection by jean young story op1 um and he did after releasing that compilation album he did 12 sold out shows each one with a different guest including onu and timin but also zion t and iu and a few artists i didn't recognize their names um as he was doing this concert series um he was also on uh the radio he was a radio host for a show called blue night Mm -hmm. um with john young it was a it was like a midnight radio show and on that show he started a segment where he would release or like show um a song that he had like never released before like one of his original compositions and these are the songs that eventually like went onto to that compilation album uh. um then in may of 2016 um he oh actually i have to point this out just because just cause I love Jean Young and everything that he's done as a solo artist, um, before he came out with she is, um, and after he came out with the compilation album, the collection, he released a book called skeleton flower things that have been released and set free. And this book, um, is really, really cool in that the first part of it is a story like base. It's like a fictional story of a man and a woman, um, and like a, failed relation their failed relationship but mm-hmm. the second half of the book it's like short stories that are titled the names of the songs on this first collection he released and it's like little short stories that are based on his writing process for each one of those songs um there's currently a fan project that is translating the book into english but right now it's only available in korean but you can buy it on amazon um, oh. so if you read hungul then go there ahead go. um anyway then May 2016 he came out with his first studio album which was called she is yes um, uh, this album is 2016 so the summer good.
0: of 2016 I just like will forever remember as like being the best ever because like this Yun album and the Taeyeon album I just mentioned were constantly being played like uh, oh my god good this stuff. album's
1: so good it's so good um Went to number one on the Gone chart, number four on the Billboard World charts. Um, the music video for She Is is fantastic. Um, it's super colorful. And um, Jeanne Young loves female backup dancers mm-hmm. and like ha- and utilized them in the absolute best way for both She Is and White T-shirt, which are the oh, two like, lead tracks. Uh, so good.
0: It's so funny. And it's also like very different from the video you were just talking about where he's, like, in a respirator and chains, and it's, like, very emo and very dark. And then all of this She Is stuff was, like, it was so specifically colorful that fans noticed that the colors of suits he were wearing perfectly corresponded to the colors of Listerine, like, all the flavors of Listerine. Yes, the, like,
1: bright blue and the bright purple, and there was, like, a, a pink or something. He had, like, a suit for every Listerine bottle. So somebody
0: made him a great cake that was, like all the Listerine bottles and like all of his suits like perfectly matching. It was Yes, and it got fun. it
1: was like such a popular meme or whatever that he yeah. like was a Listerine bottle um that Listerine sent him like a lifetime supply of Listerine. <laughs> so like even Listerine knew that he was dressing like their bottles, which is really adorable. Yeah. Um she is is a fantastic album. Highly recommend it. Um march 2017 he left blue knight yeah. uh and then in the next month uh, april 2017 he released his second compilation album which was called um the collection the story op2 um after he released the second compilation, i mean this album is so beautiful it's very heartbreaking to listen yeah. to um has a lot of ballads um including his, lonely with Taeon, who we just
0: mentioned like that's mm-hmm. oh it's a very good very good song
1: yeah that's a beautiful song like the before this album john Young's music was like a little bit more upbeat and fun and then like this compilation album was is very it's it's full of ballads like there's one or two jams on there like um Uh, there's one that has a beat. Oh, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, there's like one or two songs that, that are a little bit more driving, but for the most part, it's like very sad ballads. Um, but it is beautiful i listen to it all the time for a good cry um he released this album in april 2017 and then he actually did 20 concerts for it um originally he was only scheduled to do 12 but then he chose to schedule eight more because fans requested that he do more um and jong loved his fans um so He uh, gladly obliged. And then um, that was April 2017. uh, And then in December of 2017, December 9th and 10th, he did his uh, last final concerts. Um, They were called Inspired. Um, and he had, at the time, already finished working on his second studio album, which was called Poet Artist, um, and he had already filmed the music video for the lead single off of that album. Um, this album was released posthumously in January of 2018, um, and the profits of that album went to... All the profits went to John Young's mom, who set up a nonprofit foundation um, for those... Living to help those living in difficult circumstances is how it was described. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what uh, that entails, but um, that, that's how it was described. Um, but he is the first SM artist to participate in writing and uh, composing and organizing his own album. Yeah, he was, mm-hmm. and he, he played a hand in every single every single one that he did from shiny to his solo work as well. Like I said, he has over 70 tracks to his name.
0: Yeah. He was, he was really, really prolific. Um, and yeah, all, all of his solo stuff is really, really great. A lot of it's really sad, but a lot of it is bops. Like it's all it's, he, he was very versatile in those. Yeah. I mean, for the
1: most part, it's really like the, the second collection is really sad, but the rest of his stuff is, is fantastic. Like, uh,
0: there are bops on poet artist too. Like even it is like not. Oh yeah. Poet sad. artist is
1: not a depressing album at all. Like, I mean, in the sense that it's, it's not filled with ballads. Like it might, you might feel depressed yeah. listening to it. I but- can't. Yeah.
0: Our, our dance teacher plays before our spring for warm up sometimes. And then I just cry while I stretch and like, I don't, I didn't ask for that, but.
1: Yeah. yeah that, that is tough. Um, sometimes the songs like catch me off guard. Um, with the emotions that they bring up for me um but but i fully enjoy them like i listen to jean yung's solo work almost every day (laughs) i listen to at least one of his songs um he has a really great variety in his music um and he is such a fantastic singer that like i mean he just has such a unique um not only like literal voice but also like voice as an artist yeah Yeah, poetic voice um in the music that he creates i i feel like he's an untouchable breakout soloist for sure oh yes
0: ah and we miss him so much um okay i gotta i i only have one more so that this episode isn't too long and like we said We'll we'll do a quick, like, blip of others that we passed over. But just, like, for bringing it to the right now, like, one of the most recent, like, solo debuts that has happened is Cheong Ha. And she was a member of IOI, which was the girl group that was temporarily formed off of the show Produce 101. The contestants who won that show only got to be a group for a year.
1: um, Mm -hmm. And then...
0: They split into many different groups like Mickey, Wiki Wiki and Momoland and whatever. They've all Priston, they've all yeah, split up. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, isn't Prist- doesn't Pristin have some counts, yeah.
0: Um, but Chunga went solo um, instead of being put into a group, which is, like, brave, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily for her, the two singles that she has released since becoming a solo artist both did really well. Um, the first one was called Why Don't You Know? and it's like it's just like pure tropical house like um but it's really fun um and then the song she put out this year is called Roller Coaster and i like that one better but like mm. they're both good i think she's great she just celebrated her um her uh year uh, anniversary of one year of being a solo artist uh like oh, a couple of weeks ago so yeah, so she's like one to watch out for. I know one of our listeners Nick is very into Chung so there you go. This she one's got for a you, shout Nick. Out. <laughs> um but yeah, no, that so solo breakout solo artists, but like we just wanted to talk about like a few that we like. But I mean, there are so many like uh guy in from the Brown-eyed Girls like has done some really cool like sexy stuff. Like several members of Super Junior have done solo work Young um, from
1: 2 p.m. has done so, some great solo work some highly embarrassing solo very work very embarrassing solo work
0: <laughs> um June K and um g uh oh my god why can't i remember his name <laughs> the other cute one from 2 p.m. what's happening to G1? me no what from is his name 2 a.m. Juno Juno
1: <laughs> no from 2 p.m. Oh, from 2 p.m.
0: June K and Juno from 2PM have also put out solo stuff. Um Kangta from H.O.T like was a solo artist as soon as H.O.T was done. Um I know like the a, a couple at least one of the BTSs has put out J-Hope has put out a solo album. Like Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um what like I don't know. There's just like so many because it's like a thing that uh infinite the members has have put gone out a solo so album. yeah. Tiffany from Girls' Generation, Soyeon from Girls' Generation. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, a thing that happens all the time. But we just wanted to talk about, like, a few that we enjoyed and that had had enough, like, success. Because, yeah, like we like- mentioned like we mentioned earlier when talking about G-Dragon, like, when someone breaks out of a group, like, for the most part, they're kind of starting with their group's fans. Like, mm-hmm. that's the foot they get to start on is that, like, the fans of their group are probably going to support a solo album. Um, But I guess that's like not always the case. Um, But then also like some people make because some I feel like some artists also use their solo debuts as like a way to do something really, really different. And sometimes that doesn't always like fly with the fans. Like, for example... I love Jackson from God 7. Like, I love him as a person. But God, oh, I hate his solo music.
1: Like, ooh, I His solo I hate music it. is so painful to me. <laughs> I wanted so badly to support him and to, yes. like, love his music. But I honestly, like, I unfollowed him on Instagram when he was promoting <laughs> his solo stuff because it was horrible. It was horrible.
0: Yeah. So it doesn't always work out. But the times when it does, it's really great. So Yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to highlight a few people who've gone solo and done well with it. Um so yeah, that's that. And we will be back in just a moment with our random game. All right, we are back. And this week we got again, we've brought up there are so few co-ed groups, and we keep getting them for our <laughs> random game. So we'll learn about them all. Yeah. Um, So this week, the group is called Co-Ed School. Mm -hmm. Uh, They existed from 2010 to 2013.
1: Yes, under Core Contents Media. um, This was a 10-member group. They had six boys and four ladies. Um, And the members of the group eventually were divided into two subunits, an all-female group called Five Dolls um which has like a hyphen instead of an i and then an all male group called speed which we brought up before um they're a group that does like crazy acrobatic choreography and they, they have were this like a one,
0: circus group like, yeah they're not, they one had of their an album songs. called speed circus
1: yeah and one of their songs it the entire the choreography relies on wearing heelys it's so fucking cool um but they both Five Dolls and Speed have disbanded, so none of these members are associated at, with core contents media anymore. Yeah. Uh, it seems, at least. Unless some of them are like trying to do other things. But I bet, um,
0: I bet at least one of them went on the unit.
1: Ugh. Depressing. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, anyway, as coed school, they were together for three years. Like we said, they debuted in 2010. Um... They had a debut single called Too Late, and then uh, a song called Bidibom Bomb, which features Tiara member Ham Unjong. Um What else?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sort of looks like when you look at their timeline that they put out this first album as co-ed school, and then the Five Dolls Speed thing started because they apparent, like they were seeing Five Dolls and Speed as subunits to co-ed school. Mm-hmm. So they kind of only did like one thing as coed school. Yeah,
1: it seems like coed school only released this debut this debut mini album which is called something that is cheerful and fresh and then that was in 2010 and after that um the in 2011, Five Dolls debuted, and then in 2012, Speed debuted. Um, and by 2000, the middle of 2013, a representative of Core Contents Media said that they had no plans for coed to reform again, as both of the subunits had grown and changed their lineups to become independent ensembles. So at this point in 2013, like some of the people in Speed and Five Dolls are not even some of the original members of co-ed school so seems like there was quite a bit of a mess happening uh with these guys
0: all right well we're gonna watch that video for that song we just spoke of for the bitty bum bitty bum um yeah you ready yeah immediately got
1: loud oh god they look like they're all in like an insane asylum. Oh,
0: yeah, they are. They're all acting crazy. Like this one thinks oh. she's a princess, and this one has a baby doll. And oh god, and, the, and oh lord,
1: one of them is picking flowers. One of them is banging his head against the wall. <laughs> Oh my God, one of them is in a street jacket. This is insane.
0: Like literally.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, the song is starting.
1: Whoa. Okay, I have a lot of, a lot of questions. Wait. Are all six boys in this video?
0: Yes, I think so cuz there's like four in the middle. Four girls in the middle. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're just not all featured in this <laughs> They're, They they don't all fit in that shot. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't pan wide enough to get them all in. Okay, so basically what's happening in this video is in the same set where they were all in this crazy hospital room, now they're in very colorful clothes and singing this catchy tune.
0: Plaid suits and plaid dresses on oh, the, girls. The, the girls. The girls are, are very really
1: cute, though. They they kind of remind me of orange caramel. Yeah, there's the girls are for sure doing an yo thing, like, and they
0: have like.
1: It seems like both the boys and girls are because of the, like, colorfulness of their outfits. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And for being a co- like a co-ed school or whatever, like the girls and the boys are not interacting in any way. Like this is not a partner dance or anything like. No, um, it's very, it's very separate. separate. The boys look like backup dancers because they're just like facing away from the girls who are dancing in the middle.
1: Yeah. And the girls seem to be singing most of the song as well. And they like take turns, like girls in the middle and then boys in the middle. Why don't these colored groups like ever interact with each other? I don't get it.
0: Okay, apparently two of them made it to Mix Nine, which was YG's like trying to make a group show, but he's like run out of money and he's like not gonna be able to debut them. So, like, uh,
1: he's. Uh... that's too bad I mean all of these kids are super cute even if this song is kind of is boring is this the
0: member of Tiara who was supposed to come who was featured on oh, this yeah, track yeah, yeah. she just broke into the hospital to release them I guess
1: no just to say hey she's just like blowing kisses and throwing flowers <laughs> There's a very key point in this choreography where they seem to like skip, almost <laughs> like a like a CD skipping, like beep 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 beep. I wonder what this song is about. The hospital concept of it is is really upsetting to me. I don't yeah, like. It. It's, it's kind of disturbing. So, like, this whole musical number was just a delusion of these, like, ten patients. Oh, my God. And yeah. then one of them just coded.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, the lyrics, it looks like there's, like, that the chorus is beep, 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 try to follow me. Be crazy for me, baby. And then the lyrics are, like, the first time I saw you, my heart was beating like crazy. You're my only mm. escape from the club girls. Only you I want. Like, I don't know. It's just oh. like a, you make my heart go beep 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 beepy beep, 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 beep. Is I guess all they're all they're getting at there.
1: Oh yikes! A lot of comments on this are comparing it to Lady Gaga's Telephone. That's pretty, oh that, yeah, it does kind of sound like Telephone.
0: It really does. Whatever. All right. Well, that what? was go somebody commented.
1: This was the song when I was younger. I don't believe you. <laughs> Maybe it was there. They're the song. Yeah, it was their song. It was their song. Uh I mean that was fine. Yeah, that was fine. The song itself was fine, but the I wonder if any like live performances are better. I don't know.
0: I just feel really bad for everyone. Like when I hate when we get groups like that where it's like, you know, that was, like, t- that was ten people who then they added probably, like, six more to the other groups and, like, all of them are done. Like, mm-hmm. their careers are done.
1: Yeah. And those speed so boys
0: were really, really talented. There's oh. this crazy video of them. Because for one of their songs, they did this insane acrobatic move where they, like, held one of the members by his hands and feet and completely swung him around 300, like, 360 degrees while another member, like, jumped over him and did, Uh like, a backflip. It's insane. They were, they were, they worked really hard and no one gave a shit and and it's sad. I highly
1: recommend, this is not my recommendation for this week, but I highly recommend, like, watching, like, looking up speed on YouTube because... They have an addition, like, for that move that Shannon just mentioned, that, like, human swing that they do. There's a video of them practicing and learning how to do it. And so you, like, see them in a gymnastics gym, like, l- doing all these different moves in preparation. And the boys are acrobats. Like, it's, yeah. they're so impressive. It's utterly depressing that none of them are in a group.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, Well, okay. On to real recommendations for this week. Um, My recommendation is going to be an entire album, (laughs) um, but keeping on the topic of breakout solo artist Sohyun from Girls' Generation. That's S-E-O-H-Y-U-N in – uh, English. Um, but she came out with her first solo album uh, in January 2017, and it's called Don't Say No. And it was one of my favorite albums of 2017, hands down, end of story. It's super good, like start to finish. It has like that kind of, it has a bit of that like 90s, like almost, there's like one track that's kind of like Tony Braxton y. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, it's so good. She's a very good singer. And the whole, like, style of the album is, like, really up my alley. And, like, just kind of, like, good, slightly 90s-sounding, like, funky girl
1: Yeah, there's one song that uh, actually, like, intentionally pays homage to the uh, Spice Girl song, uh, Say You'll Be There. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it has, like, a... Like the melody of it sounds very similar to the melody of that Spice Girl song. Oh, that whole album is so good. We so talked about that album. We meant, we brought it up before in our subunit episode when we talked yeah. about TTS because she's the S
0: in TTS. Yes, and um, we didn't talk about her much in the episode itself because she's only had one solo album. And like we said, like that's the thing that happens a lot is someone will break out, put out their one album, and it's cool. But we were trying to talk about people who have had significant solo careers. Mm-hmm. And Sohyun is an amazing mus- – she does a lot of musical theater. Like, she's very, very talented. But anyway, I just want to say, listen to her debut album, Don't Say No. It's very, very good.
1: And uh she is a – one of the songs features Eric Nam. Yes, she has a song with Eric Nam on week. it
0: called Hello, and it's really, really
1: good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Uh, my recommendation, kind of in theme of being very long, is a 45 minute video of one of Jeanne Young's solo concerts. Um, SM did a concert series, like I said, called the Ajit, A G I T. I do not know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Um, but, oops, uh, but um, one of them i mean john Young did many of these concerts um but one of them is on youtube and uh the reason that i'm recommending it i mean he he sings like a like a i think there's like six or seven songs that he sings in that in that video but he sings my favorite of his compositions which is not a john Young or Chinese song it's actually an exo song it's called playboy I love that song. I love it when EXO does it. I loved it when Suho did it as a solo. I love it when John Young sings it on his own. There's a lot of videos of John Young doing this in concerts. Like, there's one like poor audio quality, but it does include the whole song, and it's like him on stage. He has like sexy ladies. He's sitting in an armchair. But I'm recommending this entire concert because John Young is fantastic, and you should watch him.
0: Yeah, and since uh, the video is like a little bit hard to find, there's a lot of Korean in the title, I will link it and where I will link it, time for plugs, is uh, on our Tumblr, which is amakpoppod.tumblr.com I put all the links for everything we talk about every week, Um, so if you need to easily find those things, I put them there for you Um, and then we're on Twitter and Instagram at amakpoppod and if you want to send us an email amakpoppod at gmail.com and just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe if you listen on an app that allows for rating, reviewing, or subscribing. It's very good and it helps us, it helps us climb the chart so that more people can find the podcast. So we appreciate all of that and all of you so very much. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with I don't know, something, something a good. brand new topic. A brand new to topic. To be determined. To be determined. All right. Well, talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Jonghyun, you're our inspiration.